they don't realize that that's actually what's going on. They're just so used to everything around them. They're so used to listening to instructions that they don't even realize the in the words that you just used that they're living someone else's dream and that they they don't even know how to step outside the box. I didn't know when I yeah. like first started in Miss Chambers class until like I finally got it, thank God. And it's really helped me along the way in all of my classes. Um, but I feel like traditional quotation students don't even realize. Welcome back to another edition of the Started Up podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. Okay, so today we have on Rebecca Chambers. I was excited about this one because Rebecca reached out to me uh, on a DM from Twitter. and She's like, okay, you keep saying uh, that, you know, teachers need to step out of their comfort zone. I don't like to brag, but here are the things that are going on in my class. And she listed off just a bunch of things. And I loved it. Uh, I loved it because, one, uh, man, do I love hearing back from from people, um, especially when they're saying they, they're trying these new crazy things. And, two, because I could just feel the pride in her heart that her students were doing relevant, awesome work. And so she's like, I just wanted you to know that I'm doing all these things. And I said, hey, let's let's throw, let's throw your students and yourself on the show. And, and so we, we got right to it. So... Um, if you want student voice, man, we got student voice. We got Rebecca on, but also her three students, and you're going to hear about what they're working on, and I know that you're going to be inspired by it. Uh, they, left, they left all their information at the end of the show, so if you want to reach out to them, uh, by all means do so. I think the, you'll be inspired uh, by what they're working on. All right, so without further ado, Rebecca Chambers and her three students. All right, now we're joined by Mrs. Chambers and McCray. Uh, was that high school or middle school? Se- secondary school. It's secondary school, yeah. In Ottawa, Canada. And the irony is, I was before we got on air, I was just joking that uh, all of a sudden we got hit with a really late season snow and you guys don't have any snow and you're in Canada. Not yeah. fair. Okay, yeah. so I've got to say, like I was, I was pretty blown away because um, I, I get some people that will give us feedback and I've got some people that will privately email and, and, and you send a DM to be, to be fair. Um, but you were like, Hey, sometimes you said you've got to brag a little bit and okay. So I want to tell you guys what I've got going on in my class. And you were just listening thing after thing after thing. And which was great. And I was like, wow. All right. So let's, let's put you on the show because I love hearing, I, I could literally hear your voice through the DM. And, uh, and, and so I was like, yeah, let's, let's, you know, grab a couple students and let's have a conversation here. So Explain to everybody what you guys got going on there in Ottawa, Canada. Okay, well, um, I teach in the social sciences, and uh, I've been trying over the last few years to really change the way that we do things. Um, I'm not as fortunate as you to be able to have an innovation and entrepreneurship class. Uh, So I've taken the courses that I do have um, and tried to sort of embed that idea into it. Uh, I teach grade 10 history. I teach grade 11, uh, intro to anthro, psych, and soch, and grade 12, human growth and development and world issues. I love that you're just integrating. Uh, like, because sometimes you'll get, well, I can't do what, you know, you guys get to do because you have your own class. And while I understand that, that art of integration is everything. I remember several years ago, um, I, I like economics. And um, I, I took a class where I could integrate like econ lessons into anything. And I remember like I was at the time a middle school English teacher and I was like teaching supply and demand uh, and um, you know, uh, it's like 
specialty of service and, and, you know, opportunity costs during like while reading the hatchet uh, in middle school. So uh, I just love the mm-hmm. fact that you're, you're integrating. So like, what was, what was that calling of, I've got to do more than just teach the traditional stuff. When did that occur to you? Uh, well, I've been doing a lot of sort of thinking about that more recently. Um, I think when I started teaching, I was one of those students that didn't have a fantastic uh, time in school. I wasn't a bad student, uh, but I wasn't a great student. Um, and so when I got into teaching, I, uh, I wanted to change that. I was getting into teaching because I, I didn't like the experience that I had. It wasn't because I loved it and you know wanted to continue that. Um, so I started sort of the traditional teaching because that's what I knew. Um, and I tried to make things, you know, more exciting and we would do some, you know, non, I guess they're non-traditional things where you're, you know, my grade 10 history class, we're outside throwing things and playing trench warfare or we're um, having a fashion show to look at the 60s, 70s and, uh, and that sort of thing. But then in, in between all that, I was standing there doing PowerPoints and giving tests and that sort of thing. And then Kind of, I think actually, I the first time I really thought, oh my gosh, things need to change was when I was um, exposed to um, Sir Ken Robinson. Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, it can. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I watched his video on how school kills creativity, and that really, really hit home with me. Um, and that was probably about 10 years ago. And then, uh, and then just from there, it's more recently, I'd say in the last three years where I was finally like, you know what, enough is enough. Um, I've been sort of changing the way I've been doing things slowly, gradually sort of, you know, getting rid of uh, one assessment for every single student and, uh, you know, allowing them to do some different things and using one rubric, but allowing them to choose what they wanted to do to pretty much now going to what do you want to learn? How do you want to go about learning it? And once you learn it, what are you going to do with it? You know, it's interesting how many people, um, you know, my origin story was also a TED talk, but it was Daniel Pink. And it's just, yeah. it's been interesting how many educators have been really influenced by uh, TED talks and things like that. Although there's been some people are like saying, okay, they're jumping the shark because now we have a lot of what ifs, a lot of what if talks. And you're like, okay, 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 enough. What if, what, what, what are we going to do this? Yeah. So I like that, that you made that transformation. All right. So you have two students there with you. I actually um, have three. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, there we go. There <laughs> yeah. we go. That everybody was in frame. Uh, so um, let's let's go around and talk about what some of your students are doing. Okay. Who would like to start? So I can start. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Cameron. I've been one of Miss Chambers' students for the past two semesters. I'm actually not currently in any of her classes, but uh, I'm still basically in the class. Like I'm there all the time. And uh, okay. I so why? I, and I probably know the answer. Why are you there all the time? Just because I, I'm still learning off the people that are in the class, despite like not being in it. I just go to talk to Miss Chambers and basically share ideas and see what I could maybe pull from those talks, I guess. No, I, I love that. So basically the culture, the culture is why you go back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so I basically started off looking at failure and success for my first like semester in a class. And that was actually part of like a anthropology, psychology and sociology class officially. But uh, I kind of, it started off kind of 
somewhat new for me. Like she was just like, okay, so find something you guys want to look at and relate it to the course. And I decided that I would just read books for the entire course and then share what I was learning through a blog. So I started reading Sapiens and Homo Deus by Yuval Noah Harari. And I found those books like life-changing after I read both of them in the course. I just totally got hooked on reading and kind of sharing what I was learning. And I've been doing that ever since on my blog, camlam.blog. And uh, I still, like even though I'm not in the class, I'm still writing and still trying to share what I'm learning outside of school. And now that I'm not in the class, it kind of sucks because I don't have that that course during the day to just learn and then get my ideas straight. I have to kind of do even more work and work harder than... Yeah, but I mean, obviously, when you fell in love with something, I'm assuming you're still doing it, correct? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I mean, I'd, I'd love that you had that time set out, Miss uh, mm-hmm. Chambers' class originally, but obviously, if... Um, you want to do it, then you're, you're continuing it for sure. Um, so help me out. You were given like a, a, a chunk of time per day or was this per week that you got to do this? Yeah. So we had like our weeks were set up. Basically we would get inquiry time, which was basically to focus on whatever we wanted to learn. And then we'd right. have some days set up where we'd be doing other things. Like people would come in and talk or we'd be doing group activities. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait on that, Ms. Chambers, because I think that's what a lot of teachers want to know. Like, how are you doing it kind of thing? Because some people have, you know, the 20% model and some people like, you know, you have a passion project, but only once a month and things like that. Talk to me a little bit about your setup. So um, what we do is, uh, and again, this has been a gradual thing that I've been, I'm I'm working on successes and failures myself. Um, But more recently, what I try to do is I expose the kids to the course content. So the stuff that I traditionally would have taught sort of throughout the entire year, for example, the grade 10 history that I teach, it's the Canadian history in the 20th century. Um, so I do for pretty much like, I'd say two weeks, I teach them the course in two weeks. We kind of do the PowerPoints, we have the little discussions, we talk about the content. Um, and then for each of the courses, after that, we go through this inquiry process. So I use the social scientific research method um, that I teach them, and we go through step by step. So the first step uh, for them is to, and we everything is issue-based. Um, I, I try to get them to find an issue that they uh, are passionate about. Some of them might not know at this point, so then we kind of go through and we, uh, we, we look at, you know, different examples um, online, we look at YouTube videos, we look at, you know, things that are in the news, that sort of thing, like what's something that really breaks your heart. And, uh, and from there, um, then they are supposed to sort of jump on board a movement. And then uh, we relate it to the course. So for the grade 10s, they have to go back uh, in the 20th century. So, you know, we, we have a huge issue here in Canada with um, our First Nations, uh, and things that were done to them, you know, with residential schools. Uh, so oftentimes kids will look at sort of the, the current issue with our First Nations and go back in the 20th century to understand why is this an, an issue today? Um, and so they do that research. Um, but at the same time, they're, they're kind of campaigning on behalf of, of that particular current issue. Um, another component to it uh, is they're using social media. 
And, uh, and I, one of the reasons I came across your podcast was because I listened to Nate Green uh, when you had him on and uh, really connected uh, with what he was doing. And uh, we were doing a lot of the same things uh, where the kids are networking and finding people out there who uh, also are sort of, you know, passionate about this issue. Um, and uh, anyway, so as they're campaigning, they're tweeting out stuff, their research as they're going. Um, I'm, I'm following them and I'm actually assessing them via Twitter. Uh, so I can actually see what they're researching because again, it's super hard when I have 27 kids and they're all doing something different. Um, but I'm able every sort of every weekend or biweekly, I kind of go through their Twitter feed and I can see and give them feedback. Well, for the grade tens, oh, you haven't looked at this decade yet, or maybe you want to try this um, particular uh, article or that look at this organization, uh, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, so anyway, so they're doing all that, but like Cam was saying, um, they're given time in class where they are expected to work independently and it's a lot of self-direction, uh, which is tough for a lot of them. Um, and as I go through with the grade 10s, 11s and 12s, there's the 10s have a little bit more structure. Um, but these guys, uh, like, uh, Justin, who's, who's going to talk, uh, he's in my world issues class and I've had a lot of these students for, you know, three four different courses and it's a little more sort of hands-off uh yeah. where they're given time no i, I like how you structure that and i also like how you're integrating the social media aspect to it and and then they're showing their own relevancy through that all right so yeah. a person there next to you said justin yeah that's yeah. justin yeah hey what's up hey so i'm justin and uh i'm in my third class with miss chambers right now i'm studying world issues which is a grade 12 university course and basically, so we, like Ms. Chambers said, the first two weeks in the class, we kind of went over the curriculum and we looked at different world issues. So for my world issue, I decided I wanted to look at uh, world hunger, which is actually like a United Nations sustainable development goal, which is something they're looking to solve by like 2030. So I decided to look at that. And for the first kind of few days, I did my research, like I made the Google Docs and I found out like that there's actually just in our city, there's a lot of like hunger that I didn't even real, realize. So I ended up uh, with Miss Chambers' help teaming up with this food center called Parkdale Food Center. And essentially they're like a food bank, but they provide their philosophy is that um, like the less fortunate people, they can't live off like beans and soup and non-perishables. They need proteins and fresh foods and stuff. So basically what they do is they do fresh food drives and, uh, once a week they open their the food center up and people come in and grocery shop with one of the volunteers and they get they give them a crock pot and they get vegetables and proteins for the week and it's all free so i went there um i've been working with them and the entire class is actually we're planning this right now but we're well i'm raising money and we are going to go there as a class buy all the uh, ingredients and probably try to make like a hundred servings of like a stew or something so that they can put it in the fridge and people can come by because it's, they have like an open door policy. So there's always like the community members are, are always coming in and just grabbing lunch and stuff there. So we're going to like make, ha have some pre-made meals ready for them. I love that. So instead of just researching about something, you did it at your own level, uh, which is just great. I, I've had some students do some similar things, you know, that whole thing, global act, local thing. But what I love is, is that you'll be able to showcase that, that, that yeah. um, you went from idea to action in how many weeks did that take you? 
um, like it only took one week. Within a week, I'd already visited the place and. Yeah. See, I, it warms my heart. I mean, I just it cracks me up when, um, and you guys can weigh in on it. Any any one of you, um, we we hear oftentimes kids a day, kids a day, kids a day, and and most of the time, the things that we say, adults are absolutely guilty of too, if not more so. Um, but I do see people today complaining. Matter of fact, we have a saying in our class: we want to create seekers and peekers, not moaners and groaners. Everybody's online complaining about something whether it's something that your political side said that's stupid or that, you know, the world's terrible because of the following things. And you can never get ahead in this world because, and I hear excuse after excuse after excuse of why no one can ever do anything. So people don't. And so I love it when people can showcase because I actually think that your generation is pretty darn optimistic. I love Gen Z. Um, and that when you do these kind of things, and I, this is one thing I like about, no love about what Mrs. Chambers is doing. When you do something, it's almost your moral imperative to then say, let's broadcast it. Because when everybody else is just complaining about being offended or about how nothing is fair, you're like, oh no, okay, that's okay. I'll just do my little thing here in Ottawa and show you how I can do it in a matter of days. So I, 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 I just, I love that, um, that, you had the opportunity to do that. And it was taken seriously by, by community members outside of Mrs. Chambers' room. Exactly. I think one of the coolest things that I've seen, again, is with the progression. And I'm very fortunate that I teach in a, a program where I get the kids kind of year after year. Um, in that, you know, when Justin started with me, there was no way he was, you know, picking up the phone and walking out the door and actually going to, uh, volunteer in this this place and I didn't even know he came to me sort of like two days after he did it and he's just like yeah I went I I called them I showed up I uh, you know got in the kitchen I had lunch with these people that I never thought I would ever sit at a table with and and it was amazing and so the fact that he's taking it upon himself to me is is unbelievable yeah it's everything well and and, and what I've heard um, from both your students, and I can't wait to, to get to the, the young lady over there to, to your right. Uh, what I, Hello. So what I can't wait to, to hear from all three of you is just, I hear a mindset difference. You know, 100% I hear a mindset difference. And ironically enough, that's like one of the first things that we teach in our class is to how to think differently and, and how to have that approach that it's not school. This is preparing you for other things and not just short-term memorization. So, all right. Yes. We're going to get another female voice involved. Hello. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dana Jessen. Um, I've been in Miss Chambers' class twice now. Um, I think the first time was about a year ago. And I failed miserably at the beginning of the semester because I truly had no idea what I was doing. And I was just, I just wasn't getting it. I was not used to uh, doing my own thing. I was always, uh, from at the beginning of every class that I ever had, it's, okay, guys, we're doing this today and here's how you're going to do it. This is what, like, we were kind of, like, given a list of things we have to accomplish, and, like, we were still given that with Miss Chambers, but it was way different. Um, so, anyways, like, like I was saying at the beginning of the semester, I failed. I had no idea what I was doing, um, and then- And let me ask you why. On, let me ask you why. Was the, was the freedom too paralyzing? It was. Honestly, like, I just didn't know how to, like, what to do with myself because I'm so used to being given, like, articles that I'm supposed uh, to yes. read on my own. Yes. And- 
Let me dig that. Yeah. Let me dig deeper into that because what you represent is most students when they taste freedom for the first time. Um, And that's that's the reality of it. And so when what like past high schools, that's what you're a lot of the time. That's what you're. Oh, and and, and, yeah. And and, and you're, you're, you're singing um, my song though, that I, that I want to hear because um, I have two daughters, uh, both extremely opposite from one another. And it's that you be a good girl. You, 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 you wait for instructions that I can't stand. Like, I can't stand it because, um, I don't want to try to mold you into being a quiet young lady and being a good girl and being subservient. I want you to, you know, taste that freedom and, and, you know, what is the Cheryl Sandberg? I want you to lean forward. Right. You know, I want you to lean into the conversations. So when did you all of a sudden make that transformation of being a quiet, I'm going to wait for instructions, I'm going to be a good student. And when did you go to like, I'm going to take charge and, and uh, do things that are awesome? Um, I think it was after my, my first inquiry, which is like my own passion project that I made a really great, you know, level four, grade 12 English slideshow project. It was awesome. It's so much detail, but it was just so traditional and not something that Miss Chambers was exactly looking for. So then I kind of realized, you know, after I finished this inquiry project that I was like, um, this is the most boring thing I've ever done in my life because it's like every other classroom. That's what I'm used to doing. And it, w- it would have been great for other classrooms, but just, it wasn't that extra level of, um, it just wasn't full, like to my capabilities, my full capabilities, you know? So after that, I found a subject that I was, uh, interested in because it was really um like not many people knew about it and I'm I like to think of myself as really outgoing so I took an issue that people were probably really uncomfortable with and I let everyone know about it that was my kind of like solution to it was just to get people talking about it and it was about periods like women having their periods and how there's the whole stereotype that women are absolute demons on their period. And I talked about, um, <laughs> and this is, like, this is in my anthropology class, and I talked about uh, women on their periods all over the world and what they go through. And so I made a YouTube video about it. And still to this day, like I'm getting comments on it. I'm getting subscribers and I'm getting likes, I'm getting shares. And so I made that video like over a year ago. So it's still, it's still going on for me, which is great. Yeah, I wish my wife were here. She's a, a nurse practitioner, OBGYN. So she's, oh, she'd yeah. be like, yes. Um, no, so, but, <laughs> but again, you took something, like, I, like, I like that you said that you, you took something that was awkward and uncomfortable for some, and mm-hmm. you're like, took the stigma away from it. And then you went public with it, which I, again, the thing that I, I love is uh, that when you guys do cool things, um, like I, this is one of the reasons why I love social media. You know, when moms mm-hmm. and dads and aunts and uncles think that your school is doing terrific, that's, I mean, okay. But I mean, if you're going to want to see real change, what's that, what is that called? The Roger Bannister effect? Like when all of a sudden when people are like, you can run a four minute mile, you know what? I'm going to go run a four minute mile. Like oh, it, it became mm-hmm. not like regular, but it became known that you could do these things. Now, let me, let me shift over to in, any one of you who wants to answer this. The things that frustrates some of my high flyers, and I don't want to sound awful, but some of my students that really, I hate to say get it, don't understand the wait around for instructions kind of attitude. Um, 
I know, and Mrs. Chambers doesn't have to say this, I know that this doesn't work for everybody. Um, it just can't. Um, what, how do you entice other people to take the actions that you guys did and get them out of that shell of just being a good student other than just being annoyed by their lack of progress? I think you, well, for me in particular, I kind of, I've been a pretty traditional stu like student my whole life. And uh, at the same time, I never really felt smart. Like I was never, I was never getting like the grades. I just kind of did the work and shut up about it. But uh, when I found something I was passionate about, I just totally like just went with that. And I needed to find something that really made me feel smart and valued. And okay, like there's one of the problems though. You yeah, found something that you're kidding. passionate about. Like go around your school today and ask people what they're passionate about. And I would guarantee you that most people's passions are somebody else's dreams. Like if I walked in the halls right now, what are you passionate about? Oh, Colts football. Oh, this, <laughs> this movie. Oh, this band. I really like this band. I discovered them before they were cool, right? You discovered something that was passionate to you. That was your dream. How do you get more students to get to be passionate about the journey that they're taking, not watching something on reality television? Um, honestly, I feel like, oh my God, not again. <laughs> I just kind of feel like students don't even realize that that's the issue. I feel like, like they don't know what they don't know. And so because it's already like part of the tradition, like it's just, oh, <laughs> it's just, um they don't realize that that's actually what's going on. They're just so used to everything around them. They're so used to listening to instructions that they don't even realize the in the words that you just used that they're living someone else's dream and that they, they don't even know how to step outside the box. I didn't know when I yeah. like first started in Miss Chambers class until like, I finally got it. Thank God. And it's really helped me along the way in all of my classes. Um, but I feel like traditional quotation students don't even realize no and, and and yeah i mean what i love that's gone on in Ms. chambers class is that you guys are blending the tradition like i i don't think that there's anything wrong with being a good student it's just there has to be a little bit of a balance like there's got to be some part in the day that you can have that little bit of chambers magic right yeah and i think that's kind of what we're getting at the hard part is when you said students don't know what they don't know is exactly what i thought was everything about your statement like I, I think that there's a correlation between everybody else looking at everybody else's filtered life and then going, oh, I don't like my life. Everything sucks so bad. You're like, oh, so what are you doing? Well, I'm just going to go through, scroll this Insta feed and see how much I don't like my life. I want to see somebody Snapchat and see where they're at today and know that I'm not there. I'm like, okay, but what are you doing? Well, nothing. Everything sucks. Like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Like you could do like projects that you guys, like you guys were talking about. That's what's driving me nuts is that there's so, and I know one of the, our mantras here and our students almost roll my eyes. I say it so much, but opportunities are everywhere. Like literally you can walk down the hall today and serve five people in a way that they never expected. You'll feel like a million dollars and you'll start impacting the community. Right? So if those opportunities are everywhere, why don't people see that? And one of the answers is because they don't have Miss Chambers class. I mean, <laughs> But seriously, like that, that's one of the things I want to change about education. Um, so person to the left of you, you, you were nodding your head several times. Uh, <laughs> feelings on that rant. Yeah, well, like I feel like a lot of students don't realize that you can pretty much relate 
anything you want to learn to the general like curriculum and Mish, that's what Ms. Chambers does. She challenges us to find something we want to learn about, but also at the end of the day, relate it back to the general topic and like what the course is actually about. So like people in my class, like there's guys who loved hockey. So they looked at for uh, human growth and development, like um, what professional hockey players do with their money and stuff like that. And like after they retire and stuff like that. So people find something they're passionate about like hockey and then relate, they do a project on it and then relate it back to human growth and development. So that's, I find that pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I, it, all right. So back to me to Ms. Chambers. I, so to the student, like, I remember my first year of teaching this weird class, um, I had a student that was a high flyer. She had a four point whatever GPA and uh, she wasn't doing that great. And so she, she came to me one day and she like halfway during a semester and she's like, would you please tell me what to do? And I said, what do you want to do? And she was trying not to cry. She's like, I don't know. I just want you to assign me an essay and everything will be fine. I don't like you anymore. And I don't like this class anymore. I just want yeah. to be told what to do. And my heart sank because this poor particular student was lost because she was used to being told what to do. And I'm thinking that was like really when the moment of reality hit me that when I send you free, when you're done with school, no one's going to tell you what to do. I need to do a better job of preparing you for life. How do you work with that kid that just wants you to shut up with your crazy ideas and just give me a freaking assignment already? How do you deal with that? Um, so I, I, I start my course. So before I actually get into the content part, maybe the first week of school, I have this and I actually show them how to go through the inquiry process by doing my own inquiry. And my problem is there's something wrong with the education system. So then I go through and I have show them all the reasons and all the people that I've come across that are saying there's things that are wrong. Um, I, I give them, you know, documentaries. There's one that was done by uh, CBC called generation jobless. And there's, and then I have Forbes, um, articles that are talking about, you know, what kind of skills the kids need now and they're not coming out of school with and, and that sort of thing. So I try to convince them even before we get started that there's something wrong and then, you know, and, and give them the idea that, that, that this is going to be scary for some of you. Um, and I ultimately find the ones that you're talking about and say, I'm going to break you. And <laughs> I, I just it. recently... I just recently have jumped on sort of the, the bandwagon. I've been reading some articles and stuff uh, about unlearning um, and how teachers and students really need to unlearn this, this traditional system. And yeah. so what I try to do is kind of have that happen in my classroom. In my 75 minutes, uh, I, we unlearned. And yeah. for some people like Dana saying, you know, it was really tough for her. It took her, it didn't take her as long as she thinks it did. But um, I mean, there are, I wish, I mean, I do have a couple other students who could totally sit here and talk about the fact that when they came in, they wanted the test, they wanted the essay, they wanted, yeah. and, uh, and they kept coming back, which was awesome. And then, and you know what, there are kids who don't come back for that sure. very reason. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think 
the way that, and maybe these guys can, can help me out here is I hope that, that I set the tone that sort of our motto in our class is failure is okay. And I, I want them to fail. Um, I, I, uh, just read an article this morning about grading and, and that sort of thing and why I don't, it was why I don't grade. Um, and I, I've kind of taken away sort of the feeling of the grading, I, I think, um, in the sense that for those high flyers, like I tell them, when you walk through my door, everyone starts with 100%. Whether you keep it, that's up to you. But for them, that makes them, oh, I have 100%. I, you know, that's what they have in their mind. Um, and so I, I hope that that kind of allows people sort of to let go of that, what that like your student who is, what do I need to do to get the hundred percent? Um, I don't know if that, does that, can yeah. you guys talk on that? I kind of never really thought about the grades till, but just in the class, like as I went through it, I gradually lost the feeling of, oh, I need to do like, I need to get like a 90 in this class. I need to actually get like a grade. I kind of just forgot about it because got, lost in my own world just reading and sharing through writing and I found the lessons that I've been able to learn through books has honestly changed my life and I'll be able to do that forever it's not going to just be in school and when I've really applied that I think it's connected me with others in a way that I never even imagined could be possible and that was largely due to like my English teacher as well, who's also trying to incorporate a lot of stuff that we're doing in Miss Chambers' class, and that just totally changed the way that I saw school. I've never really thought about the grades in those two classes, and uh, it, when you break free from that, it really changes your perspective on like learning in general, not just school. I love hearing that. I can hear that you, like you fell in love with learning again and, and not because you had to, because you wanted to. And I think that's one of the biggest shifts. That's awesome. No, I, I think what you guys are doing is important. Um, man, am I happy to, to share this. Uh, so let's go one round, Robin. This is your um, chance to, to brag and, and, uh, and showcase a little bit. Tell everybody where we should find you and some of your projects or, or how to connect with each of you guys. Okay, so I'll start. So, yeah, again, I'm Cameron Lamaroux. You can find me on camlam.blog, which is where I'm sharing weekly normally on uh, all the stuff that I've been learning recently, talking about meditation, productivity, mindfulness, all that kind of stuff. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at cam underscore Lamaroux, which is L-A-M-O-U-R-E-U-X. Uh, yeah, so the main... Uh platform I'm using right now is Twitter and it's like a school Twitter. It's JD Anthro and I'm pretty much sharing everything I learn up uh, right now on there. And I'm doing a GoFundMe, which I started yesterday for the Parkdale Food Center, which I was talking about. So that's my pinned tweet. And it's uh, also GoFundMe slash Parkdale Food Center if you want to help out. Um, my school Twitter account is D Jess underscore HPA. And, uh, I haven't been tweeting a lot lately just because I'm not exactly like in Ms. Chambers class this semester, but, um, I still do occasionally like, uh, answer some DMS and I still follow a lot of people and I still go through my feed cause I follow a lot of like educational, um, educational, like Twitter accounts. I also 
have my YouTube account where I posted a couple of my videos for my inquiry projects because I really enjoyed making YouTube videos. So you can check that out. Uh, my channel is called just Dana Jessen, that's my name. So if you want to check that out, that'd be really cool. <laughs> Uh, I can be found at Mrs. R Chambers on Twitter. That's generally where I have all my stuff. Um, and I just started recently a blog called unlearnwithus.com. Um, I think one of my, my big things is that, um, you know, we often have the big, the big educational gurus who come in and, uh, you know, give us the big song and dance and everybody is inspired and they're amazing. But then they leave and we're kind of like, now what? And then we go back to sort of our, our real world in teaching and there's, there's not enough time uh, to actually implement stuff. And so I really want to have sort of a platform where people can follow along uh, and see the successes and failures. So my goal with my blog is to sort of outline the day-to-day -day things that I'm trying and things that, um, that can happen uh, if you implement kind of slowly and, and that sort of thing. So if, if teachers are wanting to know how it's happening, then that's what I'm doing there. That is awesome. Guys from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I appreciate the fact you guys got to school early to do this, um, podcast. Uh, it, it shows your dedication, but, uh, most importantly, just keep on doing what you're doing and then also sharing it. Uh, I, I can't tell you how important that is. Uh, so Miss Chambers, Hey, you, you came through, uh, your, your DM was correct. You had some kids you wanted to showcase and I'm sure there's many more. Um, but, uh, oh, we'll, so many more. yeah, I'm, I'm certainly honored that, uh, <laughs> you reached out and then, uh, man, my happy I had jazz on the podcast. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank, Thank you so you much for having us. us. <laughs>